Center. You're listening to Kurt and Anthony on the morning drive on FM 96.3 and AM 620. WVMT. Welcome back to the morning drive, everybody. We are really excited now to have former governor of South Carolina, former UN ambassador and presidential candidate on the Republican side with us, Nikki Haley. Good morning, Nikki. Good morning. It's great to be with you. And great to have you back with us because this is your second time on the morning drive and we really appreciate it. And we also appreciate you're going to be in Burlington, South Burlington on Sunday at noon. Or actually, you're going to start at, at, at one, I guess. Yes, we're looking forward to it. We hope everybody comes out and listens to what we want to do and the direction we want to take our country. It's been an exciting time. We are hitting as many places as we can. We have, we've had massive crowds everywhere we've gone, and I think it's because people really do want someone to be for. They want a new generational leader that's going to leave this negativity and baggage behind and start focusing on real solutions going forward in the future. And uh, uh, Governor Haley, what do you, I mean, after New Hampshire, former President Trump really went after you. Uh, and more recently, he actually brought up your husband, uh, asking where he is. What do you think that's going on there? Do you think that is negative politics that's just over the top with pre- former President Trump? I mean, that's just Trump being Trump. It's what he does, and that's what people are so tired of. I mean, you have to look at the fact that 70% of Americans don't want Joe Biden or Donald Trump. And you look at the fact that 60% of Americans are saying Donald Trump's too old and Joe Biden's too old. But what do we want? What we want is wouldn't it be nice if we actually saw results for a change, if we went back to being about fiscal responsibility and lowering the debt? Instead, I mean, Donald Trump grew our debt. He put us $8 trillion in debt in just four years, um, more than any other president. He likes to say that was because of COVID. Less than 20% was COVID. But not only that, look at how the Republicans have followed suit. They've taken his tone from it. Now they're in the wasteful spending as much as the Democrats. They opened up pet projects and earmarks um, after 10 years. They passed through 7,000 of them last year. No one, Donald Trump or Congress, is talking about paying down debt or stopping the spending. But it's also, look at what's happening on the border. It's unbelievable what's happening on the border. And You know, I watched Joe Biden and Donald Trump go to the border. I was there a year ago. I went 400 miles down that border. It is unbelievable and irresponsible what we're seeing happening. But Joe Biden was there. And what they should have asked him is, why did you let it get to this point? And Donald Trump was there. And what they should have asked him is, why did you stop Congress from doing anything about it? That's what I wanted to to ask you. What do you think in terms of... Uh, there was a bill to provide more security. I mean, President, former President Trump thought it didn't go far enough. He seemed to encourage senators not to support it. They didn't, and so that bill died. Um, and pre- former, you know, President Biden obviously is being blamed for the border. He has rescinded all of Trump's uh, policies. What do you think? Would you do you think we the Congress and the Republicans should have supported that bill? Well, what I think should have happened, first of all, I passed the toughest illegal immigration law in the country when I was governor of South Carolina. President Obama sued us over it, and we won. Um, So I'll start by saying what I think should happen is we should make sure that we do what we did in South Carolina and go national with it. Put a national E-Verify in place so that every business has to prove that the people they hire are in this country legally. Defund sanctuary cities once and for all. Make sure we put 25,000 Border Patrol and ICE agents on the ground and let them do their job. Go back to remain in Mexico so that no one steps foot on U.S. soil. 
And instead of catch and release, go to catch and deport. That's what I would do on the border. What happened with the border bill is here Congress had a bill. The, the good part about the bill was it strengthened asylum laws. We have to do that. Three million illegal immigrants came in under the Trump watch because our asylum laws weren't strong enough. The weak part of the bill was it didn't have remain in Mexico, which we have to have, and it had a 5,000-person threshold. We can't even have a one-person threshold. But instead of Congress going in there and duking it out to make it stronger, Trump told them not to do anything until after the general election because it would hurt him. We can't wait one more day for a strong border bill to pass. Congress needs to get in a room and figure it out. Instead, they went on a week's vacation, and Trump needs to stay out of it. This is not about him. This is about the American people, and this is the problem we have over and over again, is everything he continues to do, he makes it about him. And whether you look at, you know, after I got 43% of the vote in New Hampshire, and he was all unhinged about it, he went on about revenge. The next day he went and he said, anybody that supports her is barred permanently from MAGA. If you're running for president, you're trying to bring people into your fold. You're not pushing people out of your club. And then the next day he goes and tries to get the RNC to anoint him, basically naming him the presumptive nominee. We don't pick kings in America. But the problem with all of this, whether it's him saying he's a victim after these court cases or anything, is at no point is Donald Trump talking about the American people. At no point is he talking about we're $34 trillion in debt. At no point is he talking about the fact that only 31% of eighth graders in our country are proficient in reading. At no point is he allowing something to be done on the border. At no point is he talking about lawlessness in our streets. And at no point is he talking about the wars around the world. All he's doing is talking about himself, and that's the problem. Governor, what about uh, funding for Ukraine and funding for Israel? It seems to have gotten tied up in Congress. Are What do you think on both sides? I mean, they're, obviously they want to tie that to funding for the border, but are we in, in risk of letting Ukraine go down the tubes here in the, in the war with Russia, and, and what about Israel? I mean, the problem is that Trump and now the members of Congress are lying to the American people. They're making the American people think they have to choose between Ukraine and Israel and the border. And that's just false. It's a flat out lie. First of all, I saw at the United Nations, dictators, thugs, and terrorists always tell us what they're going to do. We just have to listen to them. Hamas said they were going to go into Israel, and they did. China said they were going to take Hong Kong. It happened during COVID. Russia said they were going to invade Ukraine. We watched it. China says Taiwan is next. We better believe them. Russia said once they take Ukraine, Poland and the Baltics are next. Those are NATO countries that immediately puts America at war. We are trying to prevent war. I don't think we should give cash to any country, friend or enemy, because you can't follow it and you can't hold it accountable. But I do think we need to give Ukraine the equipment and ammunition they need to win so that we stop it from putting us in further war. If we supported Ukraine, that's only 3.5% of our defense budget. The Europeans are putting in more than that, and they should. It's their neighborhood. What about in Israel? In Israel, do you think Biden? Israel. Okay, do you think that Biden should be calling for a ceasefire, as some on the left and others are calling for him to do to push Netanyahu Yahoo for a ceasefire? I've watched this happen over and over again. Everybody runs to Israel when she gets hit, and then they're very quick to condemn her when she hits back. I mean, Israel is the tip of the spear when it comes to defeating terrorism, and it's never been that America needs 
that, that Israel needs America. It's always been that America needs Israel. And on October 7th, when those terrorists came in and they beheaded those people and burned those babies alive and took those girls from that concert and raped them and dragged their naked bodies through the streets of Gaza, what did they say? Death to Israel, death to America. That's why we have to care. If we supported Ukraine and Israel, that's only 5% of our defense budget. And if we supported Ukraine, Israel, and secured the border, which securing the border is priority number one, that's less than 20% of Biden's green subsidies. So they can never tell the American people that we have to choose between Israel and Ukraine and the border. A president and Congress should choose preventing war. A president and Congress should choose protecting Americans. And Donald Trump and Congress and Joe Biden, none of them are doing that because they're just trying to peacock on TV and they're not telling the American people the truth. Got it. Governor Haley, we're, we're excited to have you in Vermont on Sunday. Uh, what do you have to do on Super Tuesday? There's Vermont and there's 14 other states. What do you have to do, do you think, to keep you in the race? Are you staying in the race no matter what after Super Tuesday or do you have to have some wins come close? What has to happen on Tuesday? Yeah, I think we have to be competitive. That's the goal. You know, up until now, we've gotten... 30 to 40 percent in every state, um, every early state. And if you look at that, that's a big deal when it comes to what we want to do. But this is also about we need Republicans need to win. And if you look at it, Donald Trump doesn't win. I mean, if you're not getting 30 to 40 percent of Republican primary votes, that's a problem. But even if you look at the polls, he's, he doesn't defeat Biden. And on a good day, their margin of error. In that market poll last week, it showed again, I defeat Joe Biden by 18 points. When you win like that, that's bigger than the presidency. That's House, that's Senate, that's governorship. We, you can like Donald Trump all you want. I have no issues with him. I voted for him twice. I was proud to serve America in his administration. But we can't continue down this path of chaos. We've got to get back to where our kids feel like they have hope again. We've got to get back to paying down the debt. We've got to get back to actually having national security that's peace through strength. We've got to get back to the fact that we can sit at a dinner table and not have a political fight or that somebody can go to work and not worry about what they say or they'll get demoted. We all deserve to know what that feels like. We're just about out of time. Do you think you can win Vermont? We're going to try. That's why I'm showing up. I hope everybody will come out and hear what we have to say. Our rallies are fun. We have a good time. We talk about a lot of issues, but we also you know, talk about the kind of America that we could have. And so I hope everybody will come out. And we're going to we're going to run through the tape and do everything we can to earn every person's vote. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you on, on Sunday. Last question. If uh, is there any way at some point, have you been contacted by no labels? And if you decided that it was time to pull the plug, would you consider in any way running a third party candidacy? I have not had any conversations with no labels. I know that they have reached out, but I have not reached back out. Um, I'm a Republican. That's that's who I am. And so I'm not looking for anything else. This is about the American people. This is about the future of the Republican Party. And this is about making sure that we get our country back on track. And so, no, I'm not interested in that. In order to do the things I would want to do, um, you know, I need to pick my own vice president. I wouldn't want a, a Democrat vice president. This is about making sure that we have a hopeful future for our kids. All right. Former governor of South Carolina, former U.N. ambassador for the United Nations, Nikki Haley. She'll be in Vermont on Sunday running for president. Thanks for being on the Morning Drive today.
All right. Take care. Thanks. All right. We'll be back with.